0: Well, my name is Ethan. I am the location pastor at our Mount Vernon church That is uh, that God is blessing and doing some awesome things. I haven't seen you guys in a while on a Sunday morning, and you look good. You look real good. In fact, look at the person next to you and say, you look real good today. Some of you lie, but that's okay. You can still. It's really good to hang out with you. And I want to give a huge shout out to our pastors, our vision pastors, Pastor Micah. And Angel Pelkey, that without them, none of this would be possible. Four locations, TV ten times a week to 3.1 million people. Tons of people impacted by all the church and locations and outreach in Peru. And just goes on and on. Can you let Pastor Micah and Pastor Angel know much? We appreciate them and love them. For those of you who always ask me after service, how's Mount Vernon going, 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 Mount Vernon going? I'm going to just answer it now, good. Next, <laughs> we got some pictures, I believe, of Mount Vernon, God is really doing some great things there, and uh, they have, we have actually broke attendance record after Easter several times, and so we're seeing God do some great things in Mount Vernon, <laughs> as well as all of our locations, so there you go, don't ask me after service, leave me alone, next thing, <laughs> Today we're talking about make room. Everybody say make room. room. One more time say make make room. The last few weeks we have been talking about making room for the Holy Spirit in our lives and challenging us all to be more intentional in creating space for the Holy Spirit to function in our lives. Now last week if you were not here, I want to encourage you, please, please, please go back and listen to the podcast. All four locations talked about the topic of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And uh, it could be a very interesting topic that a lot of people shy away from. And uh, we want to talk directly about it because it is in Scripture. And a lot of times people can dodge it, but we want to be a church that doesn't do origami with the Bible. We want to be real honest with you what's in there. And so would you please go back and listen to that Pastor Micah did a masterful job on the Holy Spirit last week. And please don't miss it. Talked about three different baptisms that when we come to Christ, there's different baptisms that are according to Scripture. First one is found in Galatians where it says we're baptized in Christ. This is where you give your life to Jesus. This is where you say yes to him. This is where you say that you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus Christ. And, And we believe that you're saved. Any man that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The scripture goes on to say that there is no name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So I want to let you know if you're in that first baptism today, you're saved and we believe that. And, and, you, and the rest of what I'm going to talk about for the next few moments, uh, the next two baptisms are not necessarily what gets you into heaven. This first one's what gets you into eternal life, right? The second baptism is the baptism in water. Acts chapter 2 verse 38 says to be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus. Jesus said to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You see in Colossians 2 when when Paul's referring to baptism as a watery grave. We believe in being baptized. We're even offering that in just a few weeks on July 14th our fun I think it's called family I don't know what it's called. There it is. Summer Family Festival. With River Baptism, we want you all to be there. All locations are coming together. And if you're in the room and you want to be baptized in that second baptism, we want to give you that opportunity to do so. Maybe you've been baptized before. Maybe you want to become re We want to give you that opportunity as well. Also, the scripture goes on to say that you're baptized, be baptized in the Holy Spirit, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2 verse 38 says, repent, first baptism, be baptized in the name of Jesus, second baptism, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is the third baptism. We want a church that is walking in the fullness of God that everything God has for us. Yes? Yes. So today we're talking about make room, and it's going off of last week. The best life is a Holy Spirit filled life. The best life is a Holy Spirit led life life. The first point I want to take you through today is this, that the Holy Spirit can work in you. The Holy Spirit can work in you, not just in the professional Christians, not just in the pastors, not just in in older Christians, not just in younger Christians. The Holy Spirit can and wants to Do a work on the inside of all of us. John chapter 14, Jesus is referring and speaking of the Holy Spirit. So this is important. Jesus is oftentimes the basis of theology. Jesus is perfect theology. And he said, John 14, 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Everybody say all things. And bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. John 16, 13 says, When however the Spirit comes, who reveals the truth about God, He will reveal, excuse me, He will lead you into all truth. In those two verses, we see a couple of different attributes that Jesus says the Holy Spirit's doing for every person in this room. He's working in you right now. First thing is that he is helping you. He's helping you. The Holy Spirit is helping you. Have you ever just needed help? I don't think needing help is a weakness. You need help with your kids, need help with your family, need help with your business. You're going to need help. And the Holy Spirit is promising that I'm going to help you doesn't matter the difficulty you're in, the Holy Spirit has, is involving himself and saying, I'm going to help you. Second thing is that he will teach you. He's our teacher. He's our teacher. I believe that when you're in a service at times, you'll sometimes hear Pastor Michael will be ministering or something, and one line will stick out to you. Does that ever happen to you where you're listening to a message and all of a sudden like, that was what you needed to hear? That one line that just seemed to come out of nowhere, that was just like, boom, that's it. I believe that's the Holy Spirit highlighting something for you to hear right then that you needed to hear in that moment of your life. I believe also that you could be listening to a radio or you could be talking to someone and they could say something. Or something could happen that all of a sudden they say something that could just go off inside of you. And I believe that's God leading you through something. He's teaching you something. I believe that when you open your Bible or your Bible app and you're reading your daily devotions, there's going to be times that it seems like the Holy Spirit's on the other side of that Bible, highlighting things for you to see and wanting you to read and wanting you to catch, and because I believe the Holy Spirit's teaching you. Are you with me today? The Holy Spirit is teaching you. I believe that the Holy Spirit doesn't just teach you in a mental state, but I believe He will lead you to those that teach you. I believe the Holy Spirit will lead you to things that teach you. That not necessarily is it always going to be like this internal force, and you're just like, yes, Holy Spirit's teaching me everything. Sometimes when you ask the Holy Spirit to teach you, He will bring you to a church that will teach you. If you ask the Holy Spirit to teach you, he will bring you to a pastor or a coach or a mentor or a friend or a loved one or a blog or a podcast. If you're asking the Holy Spirit to teach you, it doesn't always got to be sensationalism. Sometimes the Holy Spirit can teach you in very natural, normal ways. In fact, if you're a really good student, anything could be a teacher. You could be reading the menu at at Fast Eddie's and the Holy Spirit could be like, "Mm, that's good. I feel that thing. I feel that thing. There's some oil on it. God, yes, I feel that thing. The Holy Spirit is wanting to teach you. And we want to be a church that is open to the function of the Holy Spirit to teach us, not only just to help us, but to teach us. The third thing that we find that Jesus said is that he is our reminder. He's our reminder. You could be dealing with a difficult thing, something hard, something difficult, something you don't want to even handle, doesn't matter what it is, could be a doctor's report, could be something with your kids, anything. And when you are dealing with it, there's going to be times, I promise you, that the Holy Spirit brings things back to your remembrance. One line you heard in the sermon, one message that you heard, and you'll go back to a podcast, listen to it again, because the Holy Spirit's bringing it back to your remembrance. You can also look when you go through scripture, you'll see it's not uncommon that when you'll be going through talking to somebody, dealing with something, and something will almost bubble out of you that you almost thought you forgot, right? Anybody ever happened to them or just me that you just think you almost forgot that? But I really believe that the Holy Spirit is beginning to remind you of things that you need to remember. Isn't that good? The next thing is that Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit as our leader. Our leader. This is one of my favorite ones because I think every single one of us left to ourselves can be destructive. Right? With our appetites and what we want to say and what I want to do. I want to, I want to flip her off at that gas station. and What we want to do is not good. But the Holy Spirit wants to lead us. Wants to lead us we don't like to be led it's not easy to be led i think a lot of times we will say you know really churchy save 100 percent going to heaven people will always say you know i just feel the holy spirit saying this to me and no one can ever challenge it because i think there's people that go that extreme that because that's just their way of uh, it's like insulating them Right? They use the God card on everything, and you can't ever challenge it because who's to challenge? God. But I do believe that if these people were honest, not every time you say the Holy Spirit or God said to you is actually true. I think the Holy Spirit is leading you, talking to you, inspiring you, but it's not always bad to have advice from other people. It's not bad to hear, to talk to a pastor, talk to a friend, a loved one, somebody somewhere, instead of always dropping the God card where nobody can ever challenge you on anything because you can miss it. You're human. You can be wrong. Give yourself a little human error percentage. Like, I feel like this could be God. There you go. I just saved you tons of heartache. Say that next time. (laughs) But the Holy Spirit is leading us. We don't like to be led. When you look in uh, the United States, there are 300,000 traffic lights. 300,000 traffic lights. In fact, the first electronic traffic light that was installed was installed in Cleveland in 1914 on Euclid Avenue. There's still old, old functioning traffic lights to this day, but we use traffic lights and traffic lights are constantly leading us and preventing thousands of accidents a day. All over the world, traffic lights are doing that. And I believe this is oftentimes how the Holy Spirit leads us, okay? Okay. Now, if you look at this traffic light, there's a red light, there's a yellow light, one person helped me, and then then there's the green light. light. He's not going to tell me that was on my pants. Let's do it again. Red light. I believe the Holy Spirit leads us in that somewhat of a way that we can understand. The first light is the red light, and red light means stop. Stop. I heard a, different, a couple different answers. <laughs> the red light means stop. One of my least favorite things, I'm sure I can relate, or you can relate to me, that when you're in a hurry, the last thing you want to deal with is a red light. Belleville has like two, and I catch them every day. <laughs> red lights. In essence, it's telling me No. The red light's telling me you can't go here. One of my, what I really struggle with is when I'm the only one at the red light and no one's going through the green lights. That's frustrating. But the Holy Spirit will tell us no at times. I think it's important to note that the Holy Spirit isn't always going to tell you yes, isn't always going to agree with what you want. Always isn't, isn't always going to lead you to, oh, yes, this is exactly, you're, you're not always going to get the answer you want. Because sometimes God says no. Sometimes God says no. I got a little boy, his name is Judah Paul. He's two and a half years old, he's full of the devil, and he is so sweet. He's something else. I, uh, you get used to him. You just give up. You know, like, whatever, dude. <laughs> he wants two things every day of his life. Every day of his life, he does. He wants two things. Number one, he wants dinosaurs. Every day of his life, he wants to play with dinosaurs. He wants to watch dinosaurs. He wants to be a dinosaur. Everything is dinosaurs. And every day, his daddy steps on a dinosaur. It's awful. It's awful. The second thing Judah wants every day, and I don't know where it started, I don't know who did this, I'm blaming his mom, but every day he wakes up and he goes, I want pop. <laughs> and he's referring to a popsicle, right? He loves popsicles, like his major food group, right? It's no wonder he's like a foot tall and he's 16, you know? <laughs> he just loves popsicles. So he, he'll come up and be like, I want pop. And I got to tell him, red light, no Judah, can't have a popsicle. It's 530 in the morning. You can't have a popsicle. And, and he'll go look at me. He'll go like this. Does the same thing every time. Ah! <laughs> I don't know why he does that. It's some kind of power move he's trying on. me. He, he's really trying. And it's somewhat, in the first few times, I thought something was wrong with him. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I know we laugh about popsicles with my son, but I think it's the same way with us. And sometimes we want our popsicles, and God's saying no, and we go, ha! (laughs) Are you hearing me today? I think we can all get upset when God tells us no. But you have to understand that when God tells you no, it's not to hurt you, it's to help you. According to science, red lights have a longer wavelength than yellow or green, meaning that you can see red lights from further away than you can see green or yellow. I think many of us can relate to that, that you've known for, long, for a long time now what you shouldn't be doing, where you shouldn't be going, what you shouldn't be saying, And the Holy Spirit's got a red light. Perhaps most of the problems that we face are the result of us running red lights. That if you were to dig around in your life and find some problems that you're facing, could it be that when God had a red light up, you were pushing down on green, ready to go right through that thing? When God's saying, no, 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 you can't can't keep running red lights and expect good results. The Holy Spirit's trying to lead you. Are you with me today? The second color is the yellow light. If the first one meant meant no, the second one means slow. God's not necessarily saying yes or no, it's just unclear. And there's going to be times where it's unclear that you don't know what you're supposed to do. You don't know where to go. This is where you proceed with caution. You don't rush. You get advice. You slow down. You breathe. Special attention is needed because you can still get a ticket for going too fast through a yellow light. Yellow doesn't mean, even though we've all done it, (laughs) yellow doesn't mean speed up. Yellow means slow down. It could also mean grow up. Maybe it doesn't mean just slow. Maybe it means grow. Then maybe God wants to give you the person, but you're not quite ready for it yet. And if God was to give you the person that he has in line for you right now, you would wreck that relationship because you're not grown to the person he needs you to be to sustain the relationship. Maybe you're in here, one of our interns, we had tons of interns up here today, our interns, uh, they're amazing people, and they may be hungry for the the ministry, or maybe some of you, and you're like, give me the opportunity, give me the chance, I just want to have, give me, give me, give me, and God's saying, I got to slow you down, because I'm trying to build your inner you right now. Maybe that's why God's pumping the brakes. It's not that he doesn't want you to have opportunities or good things or success or prosperity. Maybe God's trying to show you that you need to grow you so that you can handle the things I want to give you later. Sometimes you got to slow down. Do not rush out of that divorce. Do not, do not be fast and quick when certain seasons don't post when you're angry don't say things when you're at that level of frustration the yellow light is blinking the national director of the operation lifesaver in canada says that he puts more blame on for fatalities he puts most of the blame for fatalities on drivers who are risk takers studies have shown that when people hear a train whistle Their minds tell them to accelerate their speed. About 43% of accidents occur at crossings equipped with flashing lights, bells, or gates. 43%. That means that over half of the accidents, at least in Canada over half or almost half of the accidents that occur occur with some sort of warning system that people are avoiding. At risk, risk risk-taking drivers. I think many of us live our lives in the risk-taking zone. Right? We live our lives a little bit on the risky side of things. You know you shouldn't be, but it's iffy, and I can, and you can reason a lot of stuff away. But if you're really honest today, you could be honest and be real with God and yourself that there's many yellow lights in your life right now that you're flooring it through. You may need to slow down. The Holy Spirit's leading you. The last light is the green light. This one meant no, this one means slow, this one means go. When you're in the green zone, God is saying go. Now is the time. Now is the season. Now is the time to move forward. There's no, don't need to hit the brakes. It's time to go. And just to help you, I think there are some things in our lives that we already need to be aware of that's in the green light zone. There's some things that you really don't need to pray about, that it's already in the word of God. Like, you don't have to get up in the morning and be like, God, should I forgive them? And God's not up in heaven like, tough one, I don't know. (laughs) You don't have to wake up in the morning and be like, God, should I go to church today? When scripture clearly indicates to forsake not ourselves of coming together of being in services, and loving one another, and creating a community of faith. Don't forsake it. So you don't have to pray about those things. Maybe you need to pray about where you need to go, what God's trying to lead you to do. I understand all that, and don't misunderstand me. But I believe that there are things, like you don't have to ask God to forgive people. You don't have to ask God to serve people. You don't have to literally be like, God, do you want me to serve? I just, the Holy Spirit's really leading me not to serve. The Holy Spirit's not going to tell you anything the Bible doesn't say. He's not going to tell you stuff that contradicts the Bible. The Holy Spirit's not going to be like, hey, in this season, you don't, you don't even need like, to forgive people. You don't need to, 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 to love people. <laughs> you would think the Holy Spirit really told people that. But that's not what the Holy Spirit's going to do. You don't need need to ask the Holy Spirit every day. God, do you want me to be a giver? Do you want me to to be a tither? Do you want me to be a supporter of your kingdom? Do you want me to be a part of what you're doing on the earth and financially support it and see lives change and 8,000 books go to Peru and start new churches and change lives? Like, do you really want me to do that, God? And God's not going to be up in heaven like, yeah, you know, I don't think you need to. Like, you're good, bro. We got enough down there going on. I think we've, like, mastered it. Like, we got the internet now, so. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's not going to do that. Did you know that on statist- statistically that this room today, around 20% of the people give? 20% of the people. So if you're on a row of 10, two of you are giving. I'm not trying to be ugly about it. I go to Mount Vernon. I don't care. <laughs> See, <laughs> I leave after this. <laughs> but I just want to be real with you for a moment. Is that you need to know the importance that, that, that I'm actually surprised sometimes. I've done offering for years. Actually, one of the things I miss doing, I love doing offerings because I have a passion for the kingdom as a pastor. I believe in growing the kingdom. I believe you're not at your best. I really can be honest and say, I don't know if you're really living your full spirit led life if you're not a giver. I really believe that, and so if you are in the room, sometimes people—Regina uh, could be sharing the 8,000 books we give. 8,000 books, and probably three—you know, three quarters of you are clapping, but three quarters of you don't give. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. That's—I don't know how people can sit there comfortable. I'm not trying to be ugly. I really am not. Again, I'm zipping to Ontario after this second service. I'm gonna find me some old Charlies and pound down that. No, Cheddar's. They got that. I'm getting distracted. This is bad. They, uh, they got that glazed salmon at, uh, at Cheddar's. Anybody ever had it? Yeah, buy it for me after church. I'm waiting on you. <laughs> but we don't want to be people. We don't want to be people that are not truly living a life that's open to God. And I want to let you know, you're in the green light zone. There's just some things that God is saying, give and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And many of us would act like we never heard that, like that's at the red zone, we hold it back. But I want to encourage you today, you will never live your fullest potential spirit-filled, spirit-led life if you're not forgiving, loving, serving, giving to people, the kingdom, the world, and the church. Are you hearing me today? That's the green light. I have, a, uh, I have a truck that is, I have a Ram 1500. It's, um, thank you, uh, whoever that was. I have a Ram 1500 that has 7,000 dinosaurs in it. And in this truck, I have sensors on all the bumpers. On both bumpers, I have, I have sensors that let me know if I get too close to something. I get, I, get, I get too much proximity of something and what happens is it begins to beep and it informs me that there, it's warning me that I'm getting too close to something that if I don't listen to the warning it could cause damage. Okay? Now the warning necessarily isn't telling me that I'm damaged, it's telling me that I could be damaged. So the warning system, the closer I get, actually becomes more intense. I got a little screen here that then tells me the color as I get closer. I'm getting into the red zone. It actually tells me you're getting too close, and the beeping is now just a solid sound, and it's letting me know you're getting too close. I've had this truck for a year, and I've never hit anything. And I'm sure the beeping has helped. If I didn't have the beeping, there may have been times I hit something. But wouldn't it be a shame that I stand before God one day, you stand before God one day, And you legitimately listen to your truck sensors more than you listen to the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Or your phone, down to 5%. That's a warning that scares everybody. (laughs) You position your bed so that you can get it plugged in at night. And and you make sure, like, charge your phone before you leave. You got my charger. Well, you never seen anybody fight until you lose a charger. (laughs) But wouldn't you hate to know... That you have ignored the warnings and the blinking and percentage updates of the Holy Spirit in your life. But you never missed your phone getting charged. Or, uh, are you with me today? You got your watch charged. Come on. You just, we don't want to be a church. You don't want to be a person that is more sensitive to those, those warning systems. That can damage a $20,000 truck that your insurance can pay for. And then ignore the Holy Spirit and and damage your family, your soul, your marriage, your kids, your potential, your ministry that insurance doesn't cover. Insurance doesn't cover poor decisions in your life when you ignore over and over the, the Holy Spirit leading you in your life. Am I helping anybody today? I'm trying to help you today. The Holy Spirit not only works in us, the Holy Spirit can work through you. Not only does the Holy Spirit work in you, the Holy Spirit can work through you. The Holy Spirit can work in us for our development and through us for others. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 says to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge, according to the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing, by the one spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another the ability to distinguish between spirits to acknowledge excuse me to another various kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues all these are empowered by one and the one and the same spirit are you with me so the bible's talking about that's what the Bible refers to as the gifts of the spirit there are nine fruits and there are nine If God has given you leadership ability, take responsibility seriously. And if you have the gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. The Holy Spirit has put gifts inside of us. And I want to encourage you today. I really believe you want to be a person the Holy Spirit wants to work through. You want to see lives changed around you. I promise you. That not only do you want to, we love this, this is everybody in this room needs to do this and know the Holy Spirit's working in you, but you need to be clear on the idea the Holy Spirit can work through you as well. And there's many, many times that I don't know what, there's been many, many times in a service that a person will highlight to me and I can't explain it, and I don't even know what I'm going to say to them, but there's many times in Mount Vernon and here that you'll just call the person out and say, hey, can you raise your hands? I want to pray for you from here. And you'll just begin to pray what you're feeling. You had no idea what you were going to say. I don't know how to describe it, but it was almost like the Holy Spirit showed us or showed me or you at any time. And then when I would speak things to them, they would meet me after service and say, you had no idea. You had no idea. But what you said to me had to be, you didn't know anything about my past. I was in a service where a man said that somebody's been cutting themselves, and they pointed right here, you've been cutting yourselves in our old building. You've been cutting yourself, and the girl, I didn't get to be there for the interaction, but the girl came up to Pastor Micah and the minister and said he had no idea, but last night I was cutting myself right here. How on earth do you do that without the Holy Spirit? I I know a man who told me a story, one of my favorite stories I've ever heard in my life. This Pastor is doing a, a, camp, a, like a, a tent camp meeting kind of thing where they put a big tent out in the middle of an inner city and they're preaching to the inner city. And night after night, they're preaching and preaching and preaching. And the pastor who's ministering, the man who I am friends with, this was his father-in-law. And the man is preaching and preaching, and all of a sudden he, he tells the sound man, sound man, turn my mic up, turn my mic up. Turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. Turn it up nice and loud. He said, there's a person that you can hear me preaching. You're sitting on your front porch. You got five kids. You're drinking a Colt 45. You've got out of ministry seven years ago because you've been hurt. But God says, tonight, I can restore that back to you if you say yes to him. Turn my mic back down and continue to preach. A few moments goes by, and a station wagon arrives. True story. The station wagon pulls up almost underneath the tent. And out came a man with five kids and went to the altar and said, you have no idea that with, when I was sitting on my porch drinking a Colt 45 and I had my kids in the house and I've been listening to you preach and even somewhat laughing at you, but all of a sudden your voice got louder and I heard the Holy Spirit that I remember from seven years ago talk to me and said, tonight's the night and I got my kids here and today I want my life back on track. That's the Holy Spirit. Come on, you need the Holy Spirit. Not only does the Holy Spirit do things like that in amazing settings of church services, but the Holy Spirit can function day to day in the every day of your life. Not just here, but there. Not just here in church, but there in the back of an ambulance. The Holy Spirit can talk. Not just here in a service, but also in a classroom. I believe the Holy Spirit can function. Not just here, but I believe also in in your day-to-day normal lives. The Holy Spirit can help you and lead you and guide you. I promise you, you want the Holy Spirit in your life. How much different? How much different would our church, our community, our state, our nation be? If people let the Holy Spirit work in them. And through them. You know, the Bible says that Jesus was filled with the Spirit. Says that Peter was filled with the Spirit. Says that Paul was filled with the Spirit. Says the disciples were filled with the Spirit. Says that Stephen was filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Spirit. You know what I want to be known for, for real? I want to be known to my kids as a dad that was filled with the Spirit. I want to be known to people I've led and pastored that he was just, he was filled with the Spirit. I want you to be known. Hey, I want, I want to be I want you and your family to be known as people that were open to the power of the Holy Spirit to be open to God's word and open to when he's speaking to us how much different would your life be in six months Josh if you literally said I'm going to listen to the warning signals I'm going to listen to the green light the red light the I'm going to be let you work in me but I'm also going to let you work through me praying for my kids I'm going to let, if anybody ever sticks out to you at a restaurant, don't ignore that. Don't, don't, don't avoid those moments. Many, many times, many times I've been walking through places and people will highlight to me and, and I'm an extrovert and sometimes it's tough. Like, how am I going to do this? And sometimes I've gone up to him and be like, hey man, what's your name? And and I'll just begin to talk to him and it's nothing, it's nothing spooky. It's not, I'm not acting weird weirder than normal just being my normal standard of weird could be at a hospital and I'm walking past a room the other day there's a man in there and his wife and I don't know the situation I walked past him felt to go back I wasn't, I wasn't pastor either. I didn't even know I was a pastor still don't know I was a pastor walked in the room and said hey man is, is everything okay he thought I was like a nurse or something He's like, yeah, the the nurse just came in, so I'm not sure if you're going to give her these shots or whatever. I'm like, no, I'm actually not. I just want to come in and check on you. You, I walked past your room and just felt to come back. Are you doing all right? And all of a sudden, he bursts into tears. And he says, I'm losing my wife. And I sat next to him and just put my arm around him. I said, man, you mind if I just pray with you? Just prayed with him. I don't know what he needed, but I think if you let the Holy Spirit work through you, you may be a part of the miracle somebody's praying for. I want to be a Holy Spirit-filled dad, husband, pastor, friend, loved one, and I want you, and you want you, to be a Holy Spirit-filled man, woman, husband, son, daughter, churchgoer, golfer, There's no such thing. Just kidding. Holy Spirit worship leaders, interns, drummers, singers. Will you join me in a moment of prayer today before we let you go? With eyes closed all over the room. I see people wiping tears because I really think that people really want the Holy Spirit. I think people want to be a part of this. I think people are hungry for it. If you're in the room today and you feel like maybe you've gotten off track with God, maybe you've gotten away from him, and you want to experience that first baptism we talked about a few moments ago, this is a great time that Jesus himself, I want you to know that Jesus died for you, loves you, cares for you, gave his life for you, rose from the dead for you. Because he didn't want you to live on earth without him. him in heaven without you and today if you're in the room maybe you've gotten away from God maybe you're like that preacher that was sitting on his porch for seven years gotten away from God maybe that's you today maybe your first time ever that you're just like I feel something in the room I may have a lot of questions I don't understand a lot of things but I want to let you know that Jesus loves you and cares for you. And we're all here today to celebrate the fact that Jesus is alive. And if you're in the room and you want to say, I want Jesus in my life, I want to count to three. And I want you to raise your hand nice and high to heaven and say, I want Jesus in my life. Are you ready? It could be a rededication, a fresh start, beginning again. It could be a first time ever. Doesn't matter what it is. Are you ready? One, two, three. Thank you for those hands. Thank you for those hands. Thank you for those hands. Many hands going up today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you're in the room today and you are hungry for the Holy Spirit, you are hungry for the Holy Spirit. In my life, the last two years, I think I've been more hungry for the Holy Spirit than I've ever been. I want the, I want the presence of God in my life. I want God's Spirit so deep in me. I'm not perfect Perfection isn't a fruit of the Spirit. I got issues and problems, but I just know at the end of the day, I know how I was raised, and I know what's real, and I know I want the power of God in my life, and I want the Holy Spirit to work through me. Do you want the Holy Spirit to work through you? you want the Holy Spirit to work in you? If that's you today, I want you to raise a hand and say, I want to be open to the Holy Spirit. Thank you for those hands. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Will you stand with us all over the room? We're getting ready to dismiss you. But maybe you want to raise a hand to heaven. Put your hand on your heart. Just say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome. You're welcome in my life. You're welcome in my heart. You're welcome in my spirit. You're welcome deep within me today in Jesus' name. Begin to do a work, God. Begin to do a work. Begin to do a work. Begin to do a word. Begin to do a word. Make us open. Make us open to the Holy Spirit. If there's a red light, if there's a red light, I pray that we'll stop. If there's a green light, I pray that we'll slow down. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. God, we thank you today. God, as we get ready to leave this service, we pray that we will be led, that we will be filled, that we will be open to the Holy Spirit working on the inside. And I pray, God, the Holy Spirit begins to work on the outside, that the world needs people that will flow in the spirit. The world needs people that will be listening to the hurt and feeling the pain of people, whether it's at Walmart or whether it's at a restaurant or at home. I pray that you will work in us and through us in Jesus name. If you believe in today's story side.